that you should look into if you either feel that you are a complete disaster when it comes to managing your time or if you feel like you could improve your productivity level. And today we're going to look at three additional strategies. Before we get started with the first one of the three, here's a quick recap of what we covered in the last episode. A detailed to-do list, it's not such a good idea. In my experience, I did it also sometimes and it was so stressful. It's better to have only a few tasks on it because you know everything. You don't need all the details on the list. If you struggle with procrastination, I would give a method like Pomodoro a go. The idea is that you set a timer, for example, 20 minutes, and you use the time to really focus. Then take a break and repeat. Then it's easier to start again. Even the break is not that long. But in this break, it's really important that you focus on break. The Pomodoro technique, and it's a time management method that was developed by Italian consultant Francesco Cirillo in the late 1980s. Multitasking lowers your work quality and efficiency. To-do lists, the Pomodoro technique, and multitasking. And now, next on our list of strategies for better time management and increased productivity is time boxing. What actually is time boxing? That's a question that I asked Mickey, who you actually just heard from, from the last episode, and who is familiar with time boxing because it's a strategy he uses himself. Time boxing is a useful tool to visualize your week. This method does not work for everyone, though. You have to really get used to following a quite strict timetable you created for yourself, but this definitely helps me to keep focus. Mickey said it, compared to other strategies, think of something like the Pomodoro technique, for example, if you're familiar with it. Time boxing has a more visual approach. However, it isn't for everybody because it revolves around discipline, being able to follow a very well-defined timetable. Does time boxing sound like a strategy you would like to go for? Great. Here's Mickey explaining how to get started with it. I try to create these time slots for pretty much everything that takes me more than 15 minutes or requires my attention. If you want to give it a try, start with a larger time slot since usually everything takes more time than you thought. Don't even try to schedule everything at once, since it might feel overwhelmingly strict to follow at first. As Mickey said, you should try to avoid the trap of trying to schedule everything, try to make a bunch of time slots. Start simple. Start by actually making time boxing part of your day. You can say, okay, I'm going to try with time boxing this weekend, next week. Take it basically, I would say, one day at a time. And to simplify things even further, do like Mickey said, create larger time slots. You can try, for example, with one hour long time slots, or you can even say 
okay, I'm going to break my afternoon, for example, into two time slots of an hour and a half each or three time slots of 45 minutes each or something along those lines. So this is the strategy number one, time boxing. The next one doesn't really have a fancy name, but is what I would call other deep focus or extreme noise cancellation. This is a strategy that is perfect for you if you're feeling that you're struggling with one of the main challenges students, young professionals, and I dare to say most people struggle with when it comes to being disciplined and productive. And I'm talking about procrastination. If you've listened to the show before, then you may remember what Harrison, an exchange student from Korea, said about time management and the role of procrastination. In case this is your first time listening to the show or you simply have missed the episode where we talked about time management challenges with Harrison, Miki, and Xenia, another student of the Hagahelia Porvo campus, then here's a quick replay of what Harrison had to say when it comes to procrastination. Setting a plan or schedule is not honestly a thing. It's always the procrastination, which is being the worst enemy for any students. They always have the best of the plans. Like everything is aligned with schedule. They will meet the deadline. They think everything is going on as planned. But it's always the procrastination that works as a as the biggest contingency, in my opinion, time management is actually more about dealing with procrastination than setting the plan itself. And that is my personal problem, indeed, because I, I, I do procrastinate a lot, just, just like any other students. So now let me ask you an honest question. Do you feel you're struggling with procrastination? If you've answered yes, then this strategy, the deep focus slash extreme noise cancellation strategy is for you. And the way this strategy works is actually very simple and is to simply try to be as disciplined as possible especially if you want to do something online because it's very easy to get distracted with social media, notifications, and all that kind of stuff. And really focus on the task at hand. And you may be like, well, Jan, thanks a lot. That doesn't really help me. Wait a second. The key component of this strategy is to actually let technology keep you in line. In other words, you could look for a tool. I know there are several ones. One I've heard of several times is called Freedom. And the site is freedom.to. And what Freedom does is it lets you basically create a list of distracting websites and apps, be Facebook, Twitter, whatever you think distractions are when it comes to websites you visit, apps you use, and things like that. So the first step to actually leverage this strategy is to be brutally honest with yourself and say to yourself, what are the sites that I easily find myself saying, oh, I quickly go to check one thing on that site, and 15 minutes later, 30 minutes later, one hour later, you're still on the site. 
Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's your favorite blog, maybe it's your favorite digital publication, and make a list of all of those. Then look for something like freedom.to or a similar tool. Simply do a quick Google search and you will find quite the options and make sure to incorporate that. Many of those are actually web browser extensions and how those tools work. For example, Freedom, you really decide what to block, websites, apps, or you can even say, you know what, I want to block the internet for a few minutes. And you decide how long that deep focus or the extreme noise cancellation period should be. Should it be 15 minutes? Should it be 30 minutes? Should it be an entire morning? That's really up to you, but that's how I would recommend getting started with that strategy. So to do a quick recap, step number one, think about where you often find yourself being distracted, websites, apps, and things like that. Can be even the entire internet, just be honest. Make a list of those resources. Then do a quick Google search and look at whether it's freedom.to or a similar tool that lets you temporarily block out those distractions. And then what I would say is to incorporate one of the other strategies as the next step of the deep focus. So for example, you could say, I want to use the Pomodoro technique. And what I'm going to do first before my Pomodoro starts is to actually do the deep focus slash extreme noise cancellation strategy, implement that. In other words, block distracting websites and apps so that then when it's time for my Pomodoro for my 25 minutes or 30 minutes or however long your Pomodoro is going to be, you have absolutely zero and I mean zero things distracting you. This last strategy isn't a well-defined and super popular time management or productivity strategy like the Pomodoro technique. But for me personally, I deem this one to be one of my favorites, if not my favorite one, because I feel that is the one that really allows me to focus on key areas of things I should focus on. So in other words, do things in different areas. And you'll understand more about what I mean by that in a second. The strategy, which I'm going to label activity focus, is actually something that I learned from a book called The 15 Success Traits of Pro Blogger, a proven roadmap to becoming a full-time blogger. And it's a book by blogger, speaker, author called Jonathan Milligan. In the book, he talks about 15 success traits. And four of those traits, he actually put them in the category of habits. And he says, if you want to be a successful blogger in this case, you need to do activities for four key habits. The first one is what he calls create. And he talks about creating content. He says, use text, audio, or video to get your message out to the masses. The second habit is capture. And he says, this is the artful exchange of value for email addresses. So the idea here is to, as a business person, as a blogger, as a content creator, to give people a free resource like a free ebook, for example, and in exchange, get their email address so that one can build an email list, a database of contacts, and then take it from there. The third C of the four habits is compile. And Jonathan Milligan defines compile as package your knowledge and perspective into products and services. So in other words, for a blogger, in this case, he's saying, 
take what you know and package it in a product or service that you sell. And then the fourth and final C is connect. And it says, build community with other passionate influencers. In other words, build your network. Now, when it comes to these four pillars, the approach Jonathan Milligan mentions in his book and why I love it so much is that he says that every blogger in this case should make sure that he or she spends every day doing something for each of these four categories. So what does that actually mean for you as a university student or a young professional? You may say, well, I'm not a blogger, I'm not selling anything, so does this technique still apply to me when it comes to being productive? It absolutely does, because I think that you can put these principles to work in your situation and your context. And here's how to do it. Take pen and paper, sit down and say to yourself, what are the key areas I need to focus on in my life, really? So not only in my work, like in this case of being a blogger, in the Jonathan Milligan's case, but in my life. So start to make the list. There is your studies. Then maybe you want to start a blog or a YouTube channel. So you say, okay, content for the YouTube channel. Then you can add something like build my contacts on LinkedIn. So you want to start to build your own database of contacts on LinkedIn. You want to start to connect with your fellow students, with the Hagahelia Porvo staff. You want to connect with visiting lecturers. Maybe you are an exchange student abroad or you have been an exchange student. You want to connect with old classmates, with friends. Maybe you play a sport with some people. You want to start to really build your network on LinkedIn. Building your network is very, very important. And that's definitely a topic we're going to cover in future episodes of Haga Helia Porvo Stories. And we're going to give you some very good advice on how you can do that. But here we're talking about time management. So you want to make sure that you make a list of the key areas you would need to focus on. And obviously try not to make a list of 10 different things or 20 different things because there's still only 24 hours in a day. But if you can make a list of, for example, three things, four things, that's perfect. And then make sure that you structure, whether it's your days, whether you want to do this every day or you say, well, I want to do this on weekends. That's also fine to start with. But make sure that instead of saying, well, today I'm going to focus on creating videos for my YouTube channel. Then maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll do something for LinkedIn. No, just say to yourself, how much time do I have available? Let's say you have an afternoon, you have three hours. Great, say, I have three hours. I'm going to try to leverage this strategy, perhaps pair it with time boxing and say, I have three hours. I'm going to create time blocks of one hour each. And in each of those time slots, I'm going to focus on the different areas. So I'm going to have one hour to focus on my studies, one hour to focus on creating content for my YouTube channel and one hour for LinkedIn. Or maybe instead of LinkedIn can be one hour looking for my dream job or one hour taking an online class or something along those lines. I guess you've gotten the idea. So me personally, as I said, I'm a big fan of this approach because I really feel it's something that keeps me accountable and really keeps my focus on the things, the tasks that are really key in order to get things done. And not only getting things done, but really getting things done for areas that are key. Networking, studying, and all that good stuff. There you have it. Between today's three strategies, time boxing, 
deep focus slash extreme noise cancellation and area focus. Between those three and the ones we covered in the last episode, now you have a series of strategies you can experiment with and use to become better at managing your time and increase your productivity. And it goes without saying that you may be here and say to yourself, well, what actually is the best strategy for what I want to do? Should I try all of them? Should I try one? How should I proceed? You're going to find the answer to that question in the next episode, because in the next episode, we're actually going to look at how to pick the strategy or strategies that are most suited to you. And we're also going to talk about the importance and power of creating and sticking to a routine. I'm Yanni Lunga. A big thank you to Miki and to you. This is Hagahelia Porvo Stories, the podcast of the Hagahelia University of Applied Sciences, Porvo Campus.